Welcome to another Kundalini Q&A. It's very simple. You send me questions about Kundalini Awakening and I do my best to respond. So as I'm recording this episode, I am live on Instagram. That is the best place to reach me with your questions. I had a few questions come in over Instagram DM, some over email as well, some over YouTube comments. And uh, today I'll be responding to a handful of questions that came over, came in over the YouTube comments from a user named Snow White. Snow White's name was written in Korean. I had to translate it and I got Snow White. I'm not going to try and pronounce it in Korean. But uh, we got a few questions from Snow White here. They're all great questions. In future, I may have to be a little bit more selective, but for now, I have the time. I'm not getting bombarded with questions, so I'm happy to respond to all of them as best as I can. And they're great questions, and I think a lot of people will get some value out of them here. So let's just get right into it. So Snow White asks, how may I know if my Kundalini process is about to end? What are the signs? So in my general model, my general teaching overall, I have this concept which I refer to as relative completion, relative stability. That's the way I like to describe you know, the end of the Kundalini process, you could say. I'll say that there's a relative end as opposed to a a black and white finish line per se. And so relatively speaking, we come to a point where we are stable. We're abiding in a state of oneness. We can feel our our, our consciousness is heart-centered. It can oscillate at times. So we may get up in our head. We may get a little too, you know, fight or flight, a little too much in the root. It's not that we're perfectly stable, 100%, you know, infallible. We'll always be abiding in the heart chakra. But for the most part, there's a nice sense of our our, our awareness, our consciousness, our, our sense of, of being in the world, abiding in the heart. So that's one way to, uh, to know that you're in a stable place. The intense healing cycles, the intense, you know, dark nights, the intense, exciting, but also challenging meditations, all of that sort of is it's behind you now. You can look back, you recognize that you've come to a point where you've done that work and now you're stable. You can now get back into the world and and begin to, you know, begin relating with other people in, in very deep ways. Maybe get back into your purpose. Uh, maybe a new purpose emerges, a, a new life calling, a new way to be of service. Uh, new creativity comes online. So the healing themes begin to kind of dissolve and you're in a new place where you get to now live out in this new state where you are stable. And I like to say relative completion because... It doesn't ever really end. The evolution continues. It's always an ongoing transformation happening. That's just the nature of, of existence of, of anybody, really. Any, any person is always in a state of change, always in a state of transformation. So I, I don't like to talk about like my Kundalini process is complete. Ta-da. It's like, it's just, we've reached a point of stability and we can get back in the world and begin to, uh, you know, operate in a new way as opposed to, you know, being locked up in our room or our you know, meditating every day because, you know, that's all we can do. Um, with that said, there may be some interesting phenomena that arise to indicate a little bit to you that you're reaching some sort of state of completion. So relative completion, I'm still a work in progress. Evolution continues. It does not stop. So I don't want to imply that I'm not still doing work process continues like I'm that's what that's my point here today but for me I had one experience where I was having a very mystical dream it was a really incredible dream 
and I was going up over this hill in like a car or some sort of vehicle. And above this hill, there was a huge sunrise. And then the moon eclipsed that sun. And I quite literally heard the words, you know, something like it is complete or, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's climaxed, you could say. Now, the sun and the moon and the eclipse, that, that symbology of the eclipse is very meaningful. I think um, Hatha Yoga, Hatha, I believe, means sun, moon, masculine, feminine, Shiva and Shakti, right? We have the sun, which is masculine. We have um, the, the moon, Luna, feminine. So when they merge, we have an eclipse. And that's the significance of like Shakti reaching the crown and, you know, masculine, feminine are recognized as not too non-dual. So I had this experience. So that kind of was a sign for me. You're asking, you know, what are the signs of, of the end of the process? You may, you may get some symbology. You may not as well. Uh, so I don't want you to think that, okay, Kundalini uh, awakening, when it ends, I'll have a dream about an eclipse. <laughs> not necessarily. Um, everyone's a little different. You may have your own unique ways of knowing. You may not even be able to note a, a particular moment in which, you know, things got stable. You may be just look back and realize, oh, for the past month, I've just been feeling good. Things have been going well. I'm in the flow. I'm not tripping about this process. You know, you may be able to recognize something is different and it's good and you don't need to overthink it. You just keep going. I also love to think about this process as puberty, right? We go through puberty. It's a natural thing. We don't have to overthink it. Um, you know, we don't think puberty is finished. I don't think there was ever a point where you looked and said, okay, today's the day puberty is done for me. It's kind of happens naturally. You just become an adolescent, you become an adult, you go through some rites of passage um, and, and you just continue your life. Now, once you reach adulthood, it's not that the process is complete. It's very different being a 25-year-old and an 85-year-old. Both are adults, but very different process. So the evolution, the transformation, the changes continue. So keep this in mind. We don't want to be too caught up in this like very uh, binary, logical type of attitude towards this process. It's very organic and natural it's like nature our calendar says spring is over now summer's here but nature doesn't know anything about that it's a perfect blend right it's a perfect blend so keep that in mind this is a natural process we don't want to come in with the mind and start to you know put boxes and categories and labels on everything and and uh, you know trip out when we're not meeting you know the uh the, the points that we think we should meet, the checkpoints that we should think we should cross. So keep that in mind. Great question. The Kundalini process does not ever end, but you will come to a point of relative stability. So Snow White's next question here. I put together a few of their questions, actually, Snow White, um, because they're all related. And I, can, I can ramble a little bit about all of these questions here. So you wrote, in some comments, someone said that Kundalini may get stuck at the solar plexus chakra or the heart, ch heart chakras. Is this information true? I don't like to think of Kundalini as being stuck or blocked because people start to trip out and think they've done something wrong or there's something wrong with them or they need to, you know, do some weird practice or go find a guru in a cave and that's going to unblock their Kundalini. If you recognize that Kundalini's reached a certain point where it's, there's a blockage, you could say you could feel there's a block or things aren't moving or you're feeling stagnant, you surrender, you trust. It will move through those places in time. The Kundalini's not... This is the divine intelligence of the universe. This is the most powerful force in all of existence. It's Shakti. It's the power of consciousness. Do you think that some little emotional blockage is going to get in its way? You think it's going to come to your heart and realize, oh, your heart is closed. Oh, too bad. Kundalini goes back to sleep. 
Not necessarily. If you support your process, it will make it through all of these chakras. It will it will undo any anything that's in the way. It will heal. You don't need to like, you know, get too afraid of trying to uh, too anxious about trying to you know unst unstuck the kundalini and whatever. Okay, so keep that in mind. You you surrender. The process will will carry itself out. After a while, since my kundalini has awakened, how may I know at what chakra it has arrived? So once again, just like like I was saying about, you know, this idea of, you know, when is the end of Kundalini process, we don't want to look at it also in a very linear way as if it's only in one chakra at a time, right? Puberty doesn't happen just to one part of your body at a time. It happens to the entire body all at once, maybe sometimes a little bit more in certain areas, you know, maybe you're growing hair on your legs really fast and maybe you're facial hair, not so much, you know, but generally speaking, your entire body is going through this process. Same with Kundalini, all your chakras are going to go through this process. It's, it's not that it just goes in a very like linear way, like a ladder. Your entire body is connected as one seamless energy field. It is only our intellectual minds that came up with this chakra model that separated the body into seven chakras and, and, you know, completely disregarded what's in between those chakras. There's, there's, there's pathways in between the chakras as well. There's, there's even multiple chakras beyond um, just the, the major seven. And so we don't want to think about it in too much of a very simplistic way. Kundalini is going to move through your entire body head to toe at its own pace. It can circumnavigate chakras. It can move, you know, kind of through one chakra and start working on another chakra um, a little bit more intensely. And, and, and it's, all, it's all unique and different for everybody. It's, it's very much... Um, an, a, a natural process that doesn't follow our our human egoic mind-based ideas of categories and time and space and direction it's beyond time and space up 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 down in out here there it's all it's all happening in the now here for kundalini and so there, there's no uh there's no like need to be too concerned about which chakra is the kundalini uh, you know, working on right now. It's working on your whole body. Your whole body is the rainbow. You know, when we look at a rainbow in the sky, we don't say, oh, look at that rainbow. Oh, I see the I see the red. Oh, I, I see the, the violet. No, we just say, oh, that's a rainbow. That's your entire body. It's a rainbow. You don't have to separate it into different chakras. It's useful. It's a useful model, but it's just a model. It's just a concept. At a certain point, we have to let it go. Just relax. Just surrender. Pretend you never learned anything about that. Just Just relax. Just relax, just like puberty. You didn't know anything about puberty. You went through it very successfully, most likely. Snow White here asks, but when may I reach self-realization? Isn't that when the Kundalini reaches the chakra of the third eye? Well, no, not necessarily. Uh, there is one chakra above the third eye, which is Sahasrara, the crown chakra. Um, that is, you know, if you're going through a sort of root to crown uh, awakening, um, when it reaches the crown, then you will recognize the self. But many people have a, a crown level awakening without having the lower chakras uh, yet caught up. And so they may become self-realized, but the body is not embodying that, that self-realization yet. So uh, keep that in mind. Crown chakra is very important, but so is the rest of the body. Okay, And so, uh, yeah, third eye, is th third eye is important too, but um, there is one chakra above it. And finally, you're asking here, how long does it take to get there? Um, varies varies for many uh, people and it, it varies greatly. 
Um, I like to think about it as, you know, one to 10 years, but even there, there's a lot of nuance around that. So when I say, you know, for some people, it might take one year, probably because they've been doing a lot of work prior. Maybe they've been in therapy. Maybe they've been, you know, trying to do the best they can to be the best version of the self, practicing self-awareness, uh, you know, trying to, you know, heal themselves and take care of themselves in some way. So then Kundalini awakens and, you know, they're lucky they're, they're, are humble, they're good students, they they figure out what's going on and they get with the program right away. And then it can take maybe one year, very rare. Um, for some people, it takes 10 years. Um, and that's because, you know, they have a Kundalini awakening, they don't know anything about this. They were maybe having no spiritual practice, no self-awareness, no care about their own well-being and health and healing. And now suddenly they've got to start doing the work. Some people can take 15 years, 20 years, it all depends on your, on the willingness to cooperate with the process, what you bring to the table in terms of your habits, trauma, addictions, also have to consider past life things, also have to consider the state of affairs in the collective. 20 years ago, things are very different. Things are moving very, very slowly compared to now. And so we don't want to use data from 20 years ago. And I, I say data in quotations, but we don't want to use information from 20 years ago and apply it to us here today. Things are happening very, very quickly. You don't need to trip too much about how long it takes to get there. Just be fully with the process and remember that it doesn't come to an actual completion point where you can finally just say, ah, I'm done and relax. No, it just keeps going. The process just keeps going. So uh, just like with puberty, once you're an adult, you're an adult and that keeps going. Once you have a uh, Kundalini awakened, it just keeps going. Snow White here writes, two years ago, I adopted a healthy lifestyle. One day I was meditating. My Kundalini was awakened spontaneously. Is a spontaneous Kundalini awakening dangerous? It's not necessarily dangerous. Some of the ways that people experience spontaneous kundalini awakenings can be dangerous because it may happen too fast, too forceful, too intense. They may not be ready. For example, doing a lot of drugs, psychedelics, all this kind of stuff can be dangerous, right? It could put people into a very uncomfortable place. And, and I say that very lightly. Um, you know, it can, it can ruin lives if they are abusing things like drugs or if they're for whatever reason, super gung-ho about doing some crazy meditations, Kundalini awakens, they're not ready, they don't have the support in place. Maybe the teacher that was showing them how to do these meditations or these practices has no idea what they're talking about. And now that person is like, you know, completely lost, confused, doesn't know what to do. And that could be dangerous, you could say. Um, but for the most part, for you, you're saying, you know, you were meditating, you adopted a healthy lifestyle, Kundalini awakens spontaneously. It seems that you were ready. And you, and you mentioned that this was two years ago. So, you know, you're here, you're, you're aware of what's going on. You're asking some great questions. I think you're in a good place. There's nothing to worry about. I don't think you're in any danger. Just continue to support your process. Trust yourself, trust your intuition, and uh, you will be well on your way. Finally, last question here from Snow White. Snow White writes, sometimes when I feel like shaking, I'm obliged to suppress that because I'm surrounded by people. Is it okay to stop the shaking voluntarily? And am I making the cleansing process last longer by doing so? And what are the actions that I would take to make it go faster? So when you describe shaking, for those that are unfamiliar, these are called kriyas in Sanskrit from the yogic system. We call these kriyas. And they're the spontaneous movements that can begin to arise as we go through Kundalini awakening process. The best example I've thought of so far is, you know, when we see a dog shaking, shaking the stress off, that's a kriya. Our body can do the same thing, but for the most part, it doesn't happen because we are, uh, you know, not willing to really trust our body to do that. But when Kundalini begins to awaken, 
Kundalini says, no, we're getting rid of this tension. We're getting rid of this stress. We're clearing out the energy way pathways. You know, we're shaking off trauma, shaking off stress. And we're going to start doing these Kriyas spontaneously. So, so spontaneously, you may just start to move and jerk. Maybe you're going into like uh, stretching poses, yoga poses. Um, Kriyas can also be spontaneous vocalizations. Um, maybe it's sometimes like a light language, but sometimes it can also just be like a, um, like a, some sort of like maybe a yell or some guttural kind of kind of emotional sounds. Um, maybe it can be like sighing even. Uh, you're just expressing things that you've been holding on to. You're just expressing them spontaneously and the Kundalini starts to do this. Now, this sounds interesting, but when you're in front of people and it's happening, it can be really weird because they may be like, you know, what's wrong with this person? They're just suddenly like shaking all about, making weird noises and stuff. And so I completely understand why you would want to suppress it. And it does, you know, that you can suppress these things. It might take a lot of effort to suppress them. It might take a lot of... Um, um, energy to kind of hold back a lot of concentration and it makes sense i mean some of this can be embarrassing you know you don't want to alarm the people that you're with um so what you have to do is acknowledge what this is it's nothing going wrong it's a good thing and because it's a good thing you have to give your kundalini your body your spirit time to go through this good thing, this good process, this, these kriyas, these spontaneous shaking and vocalizations and movements, etc. You have to give it time to do that. So you can talk to the energy. It's very intelligent and it will respond to you. You say, look, I understand what you're trying to do. I appreciate it. I appreciate these kriyas. I'm not going to, you know, tell you to not do it. I'm going to give you space to do it. But right now I'm at work or I'm in front of people. Please take it easy on me. But when I get home, for one hour before bed, I'm all yours. And when you get home, you have to keep your word. If you don't keep your word, you'll learn to keep your word. When you get home, you close the door, you take solitude, you relax and you say, I'm all yours. And you let that energy move through you in the ways that it needs to move through you. If it wants to shake you, if it wants to perform kriyas, spontaneous vocalizations, mudras, if it wants to put you into meditation, if it wants to kick you out of meditation, if you're going to start stretching, or um, different emotional stuff comes up. Maybe you're going to cry. Maybe you're going to dance. Maybe you're going to experience bliss. You have to give yourself fully to the process. Unconditional. Just let it, let it have its way with you. And if you do that, then you can go through this process faster. But if you don't give it time and space, it's going to find every, any little moment throughout your waking life. You know, when you're out and about, it's going to say, okay, start shaking here, start shaking there. Uh, and then you're going to suppress it the process is going to drag on and on and on so you have to give yourself the proper context to go through a kundalini waking process this is absolutely imperative if you don't find space solitude to just let this energy move through you it's going to be very difficult you're going to be in a constant battle with it you're going to feel like a victim you're going to think of something wrong with you oh, why is this happening to me i can't stop shaking can't stop trying you know i keep wanting to stretch and it's weird and blah 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 no give yourself time and space to go through this process trust in it and you will see that it works out and you'll also develop trust because you'll go into a, a session, say before bed, where you say, you know, uh, you're giving yourself to this energy, let it move through you. When that session's over, you might sleep like a baby. Next day, you might wake up reborn. You will realize, oh, something was cleared last night. This process works. It's actually healing me. It's actually cleansing me. Now you're more on board with it. Now you have more trust. Now it becomes easier, but you have to develop this trust through experience through uh, having faith through observing you know the other people that have gone through this process that are telling you hey it's going to work out this is a healing process a transformation process 
go through it trust trust that it's all going to work out and and once uh once you go through this purification process you don't need to shake anymore i don't really shake like i don't walk around doing kriyas and stuff i'm pretty relaxed pretty stable there was a period where all this you know intense purification stuff was happening but today i'm very stable you know i can go out in public and i don't worry that i'm going to start having spontaneous kriyas because it's over now right for the most part for the most part like i said still work to be done but for the most part i don't have to stress because i gave myself months in solitude to go through this process so same can go for you wish you all the best snow white thanks so much for the great questions if you're interested in having some of your questions answered you can reach me on uh, instagram at brent spirits by email info at brentspirit.com i will do my best to respond to you um thanks everybody for tuning in today on instagram as well and you can find some more free content and things like that in the description check it all out and until next time much love and peace mm -hmm.